0: I'm Kelly, and welcome to the Millennial Minimalists. Today, we're talking how to create your own minimalist home, and Lauren is going to start.
1: So, I think that your home should bring you peace, relaxation, and joy. When designing or organizing your home, you want to ask yourself what is essential and necessary to your ideal life. Um, you want to be deliberate with both what you bring into your home and how you design your space your home is so detrimental to the care of yourself it's where you sleep you eat you bathe you relax you spend time with friends and family it's where you read watch movies you have tea it should be designed for your life it should be simple and clutter free your home is where you recharge your batteries so you really want to ask yourself how can you make it your sanctuary
0: Completely agree. So basically, I'd like to call myself someone who likes to explore and adventure and go out and do new things. So if you're an adventurer, you're a true adventurer, but you may have a place that is completely cluttered and may actually be bogging you down and keeping you away from doing the things that you want to do in life. And I'm actually speaking to our audience now. Think about that. Think about your goals and your values and then think about the space that you live in. And think about whether that actually matches your lifestyle. And if it doesn't, then we're gonna start with all the tips.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you, you think if you come home and your place is cluttered or it's messy, all that is surrounded by you is everything that you should be doing. So instead of being calm and de-stressing and relaxing at home, you're just surrounded by everything you need to do and how are you ever gonna recharge or relax in that
0: state yeah, uh, why, why don't we start with our parents' homes
1: <laughs> yeah. you
0: were telling me a little story earlier and I, I thought you should share it here Um.
1: so, my mom has so many products Like it, our laundry room, if you open the cupboards, there is like 50 different Laundry detergents. It like ones for blacks, ones for whites, and ones for s- silk. Ones
0: for two years ago. Yeah, and
1: ones expired, and ones <laughs> just everything, and it's it's a mess every time you open the door. And I remember growing up, I was at my friend Emily's, and I opened one of her laundry room doors, like one of the cupboards, and there was one detergent bottle, and I was like, it was. Beautiful, like it was so simple, and I was like, I I wish my parents would just buy one laundry detergent. It's
0: like this big shiny light on this open cupboard, it, it was,
1: it was, but like the mental strain of having to go through 16 different laundry detergent bottles just to do a load of laundry. It was, um, another story that was really funny once I was at my parents' and, um. I had I just put shoes on to like the, take the dog for a walk or to grab something from the car. And I walked by my mom and she's like, Oh, those are cute. And I was like, Mom, these are yours. <laughs> and I'm like, And I'm pretty sure you have them in three other colors. Like, you get to the point where you own so much stuff, you don't even know what you have anymore. So,
0: I, yeah. So, funny enough, you helped, you inspired me to declutter my cupboards in my kitchen. So, whenever I open up my cupboard, I say, Oh, wow, these are all the bowls and the plates and the glasses I like, oh, And then I go back to my parents' home, and when you open the cupboard, usually everything falls out. Because everything, everything is. We have
1: that, the container cupboard.
0: The container cupboard? Oh, yes, the container cupboard. We need to talk about that. People have way too many containers. Like, you don't need a zillion containers. No. It's better to have. I mean, it's good to have a few, obviously. Yeah,
1: one or two. But how many, like once you have leftovers or whatever you need it for, you put it in the fridge and when it's done, you wash it and put it back in the cupboard. But people have a hundred containers.
0: Also, side note, glass containers help keep your foods longer. So it may may make more sense to have... More of those than plastic ones. So yeah, 100 throw that plastic out. So
1: I think my mom like bought containers to put her other containers (laughs) she didn't use. (laughs) She can never listen to this podcast. She's gonna kill me.
0: (laughs) I know, (laughs) Uh, so I guess we could start with. uh, So one of the ways that I started decluttering my house, and I'm sorry, I actually live in an apartment. Uh, Whether you live in an apartment or at home, this applies to anybody. So what you want to do is take a few minutes to assess your space, write down your goals and your values, and then explore what minimalism really means to you. So by writing it down, it helps helps you make better decisions on what to keep and what to get rid of. So here's a challenge for you guys, uh, something that I did, is take 10 to 20 minutes, take a piece of paper, and make three columns. In the one, first column, write needs. Second one, things that make me happy. And the third, other. So think of your space, think of your space, like just close your eyes, think of your space as a showroom or an empty space. And then write down the items you need on a daily basis. Then walk around in every room and write the rest down. Then add the items you don't use daily in another column. Then you can start eliminating and crossing things out. So that's what I did. Oh,
1: that's really good. Yeah,
0: and what the best thing to do is start by by thinking about, oh, what things do I need and what makes me happy? Because then you can eliminate the rest.
1: A hundred percent. Okay, so this is this is how I design yeah. mine. I for go into every room and ask yourself, what do I do in this room? So if it's your living room, what do you do in the living room? I read and I watch TV, that's it. So I have a couch, I have an ottoman, I have a blanket, I have a TV and a TV stand and that's it. I have a decorative rug and a vase for decor but like at a functionality you should ask yourself what do I do in this room and what do I need to be able to do that? Love it. And that's it, what do you do in your bed? You sleep, in my bedroom I sleep and I get dressed. So I have my clothes and I have a bed and a nightstand with a lamp. What do I do in the kitchen? I cook and I eat, so I have a table, and I have what's necessary to cook the, the meals that I make.
0: Keep it in mind, you are a single woman living uh, in the downtown core. Y- yes. So that obviously makes it easier, but for those with children, uh, it's still possible <laughs> because there are many functions where you can actually hide toys under furniture, so there are furniture that allows that. You can um, buy bins at, you know like a Walmart or any other store and and just throw your items in there and store it somewhere only things that you use though so there are ways around it but no i love this keep going
1: yeah wait i wanted to ask you just cuz we're on the subject did you have a lot of toys growing up
0: well, my mom my mom is amazing. She has a daycare so yeah, yeah so you I, probably did. Yeah, so I grew up with every toy imaginable.
1: <laughs> you know what? So, I always had puzzles and colouring books. That's it.
0: Oh. Yeah. I would, so then you just put them away when you're
1: done with them? I would always just put them away. I never had all these plastic toys. Like I like looking back even on pictures, I'm just lying on my stomach colouring or putting puzzles together. Oh yeah which That's is cute. good I I really when I have kids I want them to do stuff like that like paint or do puzzles or things that are more intellectually challenging for them than have all of these plastic toys on the floor
0: but yeah. I, th- I know
1: things will change and maybe I will need that at that point but
0: I honestly had the best childhood ever so Aww. I would yeah so I'll just say that but uh Yes, we definitely had rooms dedicated to toy mess. Like, that's the toy room, and that's where the mess is. Oh like, my. tons of mess. But what's great is that she kept that one room that to be one the toy room. room. So then that room is the toys, or it's, it's when the toys move to all the other rooms, and the corners of rooms, and they're cluttering, like, flooding floors, and that's when you need to be more cautious and aware and make those decisions so but no keep going on uh you're going from room to room
1: yeah um no that's all I had to say just ask yourself like what do you carry out in the room and I think another area that people's places are really cluttered is the kitchen yeah because think about it Number one, I think we own way too much. There's so many little gadgets. Like instead of owning a peeler, you could just use a knife to peel something.
0: I was speaking to my mother about this this morning. I said, you have so many appliances. Only, you only use half. She goes, no, I use them all. And I was thinking, well, you can actually, this specific appliance has five functions. So you can eliminate four things.
1: My mom has every single gadget out there. Like, they're fun, but they're fun, like, once or twice. And then you just put them away and don't care to get them out again.
0: The problem is all the advertising in your face. It's like, oh, wow, this apple peeler. You no longer have to peel an apple. It's like, just take a knife and peel your apple.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) if you really think about it, like, we all know what we, we... eat most of the time like for breakfast i have like toast and peanut butter eggs or oatmeal like i don't need all these crazy gadgets to make that unless you're a chef or a baker you really don't need that much stuff to make the stuff that you're making on a regular basis
0: right it's about being intentional with what you actually need and even pots and pans like i i would actually say that i still have a couple that i don't need so yeah but i'll admit that
1: but there's things like muffin trays, like if you're going to bake muffins a few times a year, it's still nice to have, but you don't...
0: If you like to bake muffins, Laura, and you yeah. can bake the muffins. <laughs> <food.
1: laughs> don't take that away from me.
0: <laughs> no, but it's good. It's It's so interesting because then you can go through your house and say like, hey, like what do I need? What don't I? So I did that earlier, inspired by you. I think we started this podcast early, early August, and I've... I feel like I've I've trans, I've grown so much in the past couple oh, months good. it's amazing I mean I'm the adopter so I'm adopting the minimalist lifestyle but uh I wanted to to also mention that one of the best ways uh to go through your place is to think about the big things first so eliminate large pieces like getting rid of large pieces starting with specifically large furniture um that which you don't use can really open up a space. Uh, you may want to start with your living room, your closet, and then go into your closet or your kitchen. And also clear your floors of any clutter and then look and look to your walls. So there, there may be like a ton of picture frames or... I mean, it's awesome. By the way, roll back. It's cool to insert your personality into your place.
1: 100%. We're
0: all about that, but it's just about creating some mental space for you as well so if there's too much clutter in one area in your place take it down get rid of it I mean if it's if, it, if, it, if it's a piece of your personality and you love it keep it again if you love it keep it uh, and then and then obviously going from pieces in your home also that includes your wardrobe so downsize your wardrobe get rid of anything you don't wear use or need you can look into past episodes where you talk about that. And um, you can also, if you have a storage space, ask yourself if you really need it. And if you do, and it's compact, try to declutter it. So
1: I feel like most, well, in condominiums, most people keep in storage spaces like skis and golf clubs and tires or bicycles. But yeah, if you are putting clothes and stuff in storage spaces... You're probably not going to wear the clothes again.
0: Or even golf clubs. Like you said in a previous podcast, if you haven't played golf for three years, you should sell it. You
1: should sell it, yeah.
0: Yeah, so be smart about that. Actually, on this note, my, my dad is so, it was so cute. Yesterday, he says, oh, Kelly, you have to see what I did, did, did with the uh, the garage. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I'm actually really impressed with what he did. So he decluttered some of it. And then I guess he got this organized structure. I don't know where he got it, he, but he, bought, he probably, it was like a nice something you get from Ikea. But it was like, it was organized chaos. <laughs> it was like a ton um, of stuff just stacked up. So it was just like, it was just like all of his stuff in order, but it was, I would say that of that stuff, we only use one tenth. So it's like, you're storing all the stuff that you don't actually need but it's organized so but he's getting there so
1: So the the minimalists say if you need stuff to organize your stuff you probably have too much stuff
0: love that
1: yeah i love it when they say that
0: that's really well said
1: so i i want to talk to you about decorations because you were saying you want to decorate it to your style yes but there's also um holiday decorations as well so like, are you a big holiday? I don't put up a tree. So I'll give you an yeah.
0: example. of Something that happened today again. Um, I have this really cute St. Patty's Day hat, and I was throwing it out. Mom's like, "Why are you getting rid of that?" And I was like, "I haven't worn it for three years." And she's like, "She's like, oh, okay. Well, that I guess that makes sense." And I was like, "Yeah, like, and it's only what five a five dollar hat or something like that." And I just don't care to store it anymore. Yeah. Kind of thing and I was like oh give it give it to the goodwill or something like that and so she she thought that that made sense but honestly I have a I'm really good with that stuff so I have a little box for my Halloween costumes really oh. tiny and Halloween's coming up which is exciting and in terms of Christmas stuff it's more of something my family does but they I would say that they have like three big boxes of Christmas decorations which is probably normal
1: yeah, I guess I feel like my parents have boxes and boxes of stuff, and they don't put anything up.
0: Oh, they, they don't. They put a wreath up. Oh. Sometimes
1: we'll get a tree like a week before Christmas, because they're cheap.
0: Do <laughs> you actually get a real tree? A though? Real one, Oh, that's yeah. nice. We always do a fake one, but my parents dress up my place like Christmas. It's so Aww. nice. I love that.
1: Yeah, I do but it love it. Doesn't you just...
0: need to be tacky.
1: Yeah, Angie. <laughs> then you have to store all the stuff.
0: Yeah, you have to store it and. She brings out all the knickknacks and it's really cute, but for personally for the lifestyle that I want to live, it's not it's not something that it's I would want to do. Us, no. But uh I appreciate it.
1: Um I just want to talk about this going on the note of your dad organizing the garage. Yeah. I think that there's a misconception with minimalism that you kind of go through your stuff, you decide to live more minimally, but it it's something that you have to practice on a daily basis and If you continue to buy stuff, like you're going to try new hobbies, you're going to get new stuff, you're going to get new clothes. You have to have that discipline to go through your stuff on a regular basis and donate it or um, get rid of it or sell it and and stop buying it as well. But, you know, if you bought a camera and you took pictures for a few years and then you stopped taking pictures, you have to have the discipline to sell that camera because it, it will pile up and then you're, you're going to end up with a garage full of stuff so it's, it's really being mindful of your life at all stages of your life.
0: Do you have any old technology sitting in your place or have you gotten rid of all of it?
1: I do not have, I have a laptop.
0: No, any old technology that you're not using?
1: No, I don't. I only have my laptop and my phone. It's great. That's it. It's great. I had a camera and I just sold it because I didn't use it. Every day, I opened up my drawer to get my laptop out. And I saw that camera. I'm like, I don't use that camera. I'm going to sell it.
0: No, it's smart. So it is smart. another So, as you guys can tell, I kind of decluttered uh, things in my parents' home that I own. And one of those things was all of my backup drives and old cameras that I don't um. use. And I went and I... Uh, basically took out all, took off all the information, deleted all the all the photos, just wiped everything. And I put it in a big bag and it's going to be all recycled, which is great. It was like, oh, that's oh, been sitting there for three years. Like, you yeah. just want to get rid of it. It felt so it good. It feels so good. I also saw old photos and stuff. It was really cute. And then you got to uh-huh. sift through and figure out which you want to keep and which you don't. But that reminds me, one of the things that you can one of the things that helps with becoming um, with being a minimalist in the way you live is be more tech savvy because be more tech savvy will help you eliminate a lot of the physical things that can be actually just like physical or even on your computer, for example, that can actually just be sitting in the cloud. So
1: I, well, minimalists love their iPhone because it's so many different things. (laughs) It's a camera and a, voice recorder and a phone. It's just, it's everything. So you can live very minimally with few things and have it do so much.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and in in terms of misconceptions, I'd like to go over a couple because I want to remind the audience or you guys that you don't even have to call yourself a minimalist. You just need to figure out what makes sense for you so that you have more clarity and you're a happier person by kind of living with less. If you like the idea of this lifestyle, you can incorporate it. So, there are a lot of misconceptions. If you say you're a minimalist and if you're proud to say it, great. A lot of people will come back and think, "Hey, like you must own nothing. Your house must be empty, and your walls must like be super bare and have no color." But you you can actually have color. It's it's again your personality, whatever you want. And for you and I. We're the kind of people who would love the idea of living with quality over quantity. So we can have nice things. Again, we like to stress that. Like, you can have nice things. Just own what you really need and what makes you happy. So it's, just, it's sad that in the developed
1: world that people own so much stuff that if you don't fall victim to this mass consumerism, that you're distinguished. It's like, oh, you don't own a bunch of material things? You must be a minimalist. You're like an outcast to like the rest of the population. Yeah,
0: that's funny.
1: Yeah, it's, but I also feel like it, it's kind of a new thing, minimalism now, because it's people who are rejecting consumerism and materialism in excess.
0: Yeah, and I think with the whole startup culture these days and... Steve Jobs' way of doing things was waking up and already yeah. knowing what he's gonna wear because he was like Mr. Dress Up. And just, I think it just, I think it inspires a minimal way of living. And especially with the new smart homes these days, the way homes yeah. are being built, it's just, it's like you kind of can learn how to live with a smaller home too, especially in a big city a lot of the homes are a lot more compact so you have to figure out how can I live with less so I can move around in my space and (laughs) and actually be able to walk. Uh, So I think one of the things with me is I used to live overseas. I used to live in Hong Kong and I used to live in a shoebox of an apartment. And I think that was when I was originally inspired to live with less because I lived with nothing there. And I remember there was this really funny picture of me where I'm where someone took between, I had a bunk bed with another, I was modeling at the time, another model, and there's this big uh, armoire holding my clothes, and then the bunk bed, and there's probably a foot of space between the two, and I just fit in between, and so you have to think about how, like, they, there, was not some, there was not much, and I'm like, wow, like, how did I do with that, and then I remember, oh, I I lived my life, and I didn't have yeah, much stuff. and you
1: were out, probably out and about all the out time, and about. doing stuff. How
0: much do you really need? You learn that, and the problem with with having more space and more space and making more money is then you get more space and a larger home, and and then you buy more things, and then you realize. Oh, actually, my mom said this to me today. She says, Kelly. Like, I know it's like, it's easy for you to say, but wait till you own a house and you collect tons and tons of stuff over the years. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. That can happen, but I'm going to be mindful of that. And I'm happy yeah. that I can be mindful of that. Um,
1: it's good though. Like It's good that we've developed this discipline now that we can carry it out because I would go crazy with a house full of stuff. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I also think that, you know, we're probably how many years out of the industrial revolution. And I felt like when all of this stuff was coming to market, people got more and more excited to buy material possessions. It was like fun and new. And now we're at a point where it's like, is this good for me? Like, this is kind of a detriment to my life now, having to take care of all this these things we're backpedaling now it's great yeah like we're taking a step back and be like no maybe i yeah no maybe i don't want that and you
0: yeah. were saying early that every day we're walking down this in the city and it's like eat 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 bye eat, bye 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 everything everything and but you see that now but you see that in such a great way
1: yeah like you step back even like i was walking the other day and i was not hungry <laughs> But I felt like after 10 minutes, I'm like, I could go for something just because I had walked by so many advertisements for chocolate and pizza and cookies and you walk by a bakery and then another pizza shop and you can smell it and they have pictures and like you're just, you're like drowning in this advertisements to tell you to eat. And I was thinking back how in the olden days they weren't exposed to this at all. Like you would wake up. You'd have your toast and coffee, and you'd go to work, and you wouldn't be exposed to any food. So, did marketing. you end up
0: buying a really, really like, big chocolate chip cookie?
1: No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You, no, resisted. I didn't. you resisted. I resisted the temptation. You resisted the temptation. That's good. That's good. Oh, oh by the way, another misconception because we were just talking about items in your home. So, you don't have to have a certain amount of items to be considered a minimalist. I want to stress that. People think, oh, like, to be a minimalist, you have to own nothing. Actually, no. Again, it's what gives you joy in your life. Items that bring you joy and function in your life. That could be 100 items. That could be 200 items. That could be 300 items. It's how, what, it's how, again, it's what brings you joy and is, is functional to your lifestyle.
1: I my definition of minimalism is using what you own. That's it. If you use everything you own, I think that you are intentional with with what you own. But if you have a bunch of stuff, if you have a bunch of clothes you don't wear, you have a bunch of rooms in your house that you don't go in, you have cars you don't drive or appliances you don't cook with, that like, that is not being intentional with what you own, but if you use everything you own, it could be less. It could be more. It's based on the individual.
0: Very very true, very very true. It's there's also a misconception out there that minimalism is self centered. Really? Yeah. So I was like, oh well, you know, you're always you're focused on self, like, and everything you buy. No, it's actually it's actually if you think about it. By being a minimalist, you're actually getting rid of a lot of stuff. Or, you're living with less, your footprint is smaller. Right. Plus, by living with less, you'll arguably, arguably be a happier person, right? Happier person in life. We need more happy people. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you were saying, I think some people don't like minimalism too, which I want to talk about for Designing Your Space, is that you can't accommodate other people. Mm. So, it's like, if you don't have more plates, then you can't have people over for dinner. If you don't have a spare bedroom, you can't have guest stay. So think of how many times you actually have people over for dinner. Like maybe you do entertain a lot, Mm -hmm. but if you don't, it's not necessary to have that extra space. Like you can just go out for dinner with your friends. Or um, if you're having guest stay once or twice a year, is it necessary to have an extra room? Maybe not.
0: That actually goes into a point I just wanted to mention. So don't leave things out or don't keep things in your cover that you don't use all the time. So if you have eight large plates, but you only you know you you and maybe your significant other only use two of the eight, store those somewhere else for when you have yeah, company.
1: For your clarity. Imagine you came over and I only had one chair and I'm like, sorry Kelly, I'm a minimalist. <laughs> okay, I only have yeah. one chair for me.
0: <laughs> so don't don't do that with your chair. Yeah. Uh, not a good idea. Um, but I would I would suggest keeping at least four because you never know. So I like to argue that you should have your home clean for you and then always ready for you. But also so that it's ready for unexpected guests.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Or if you're busy and you don't want to wash the plate right away, you have an extra plate. Like you still want it to accommodate your lifestyle. You have so. been there. Yes, I have. <laughs> I know you wash everything.
0: So uh, also... Just uh, some advice, don't leave things out, even if you use them once daily. And I'll give you an example, and Lauren is great with this. So in my bathroom, I would leave my toothbrush, my toothpaste, and my bathroom is also for my guests because I only have one bathroom in my apartment. And I leave my makeup bag and my, um, another toiletry bag out. And you can actually just put that in the cupboard you don't need to leave that out in your bathroom because you don't need to see that twenty four seven. You only use those items once or twice a day, right? So I thought about that also in your kitchen. If you have, a, for example, I have a French press, and I'll wash it and I'll put it back. I'll put it in a cupboard so that it's. But some people they just leave everything, everything out. out. Yeah, and you don't need it unless, of course, unless you're your, uh, your pour over coffee or your French press is a piece of art, I suggest you leave it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love a coffee maker on a um, kitchen counter. Yeah, I feel I like it's, it's like part of the ambiance of a kitchen. It's really nice.
0: Yeah, but um, be a, be aware of like reassess like all of your like cookie essentials and like how, where it's stored, right? And again, also kitchens, speaking of kitchens, get rid of your knickknacks, get rid of your magnets on your fridge. If you have pictures on your fridge, keep it. It's part of your personality. I love that. Family and friends. like It's just, it's how you want your things. But if you see magnets on your fridge and you're like, ah, "I doesn't make me happy, take them off.
1: Yeah, you don't need them. So tacky.
0: I don't think I've ever
1: had a magnet on my fridge. Okay. I
0: grew up with a mom who loved oh, her magnets. Oh, we...
1: To this day, still have a lot.
0: Okay, (laughs) it's
1: cute though those pictures. Um, and so another thing we want to touch on too was taking care of your things. Yes. So if if you own less, it's a lot easier to clean your place. It it just takes less time, and so you don't have to put everything away. There's not very much there to wipe down and to clean, and it also gives you that um, appreciation to what you do own. Like I. On Sundays I wash the floor and I scrub the shower and I wash my bedding and it's just it's so nice after like I feel like my place is so clean and it's I like that I take care of what I own and I, to like keep up my home makes me happy.
0: Oh yeah. Definitely. And like you should have a few cleaning supplies just like your laundry detergent. Just have a few essentials, simple and ideally chemical free Uh, because we both believe in that but uh, yeah just have like a a small bin where you store it something that you know that you'll use and you'll take time Um, so yeah I mean I highly recommend that I have a few other mindful habits so we had another podcast called my morning routine so we in that we mentioned the benefits of making your bed in the morning Uh, So one of the mindful habits is make your bed when you wake up, uh, fold your laundry when it's ready, and wash your dishes as you cook or as soon as you're done. So that's just like, obviously, we're not all perfect in this world, but just things to remember.
1: Yeah, it's three things. That was it. Dishes, clothes, and your bed. Yes. If you do those three things every day, so hang your clothes, make your bed, and put your dishes away, your place is going to be pretty clean. It's gonna be
0: so much better.
1: Yeah. So and it's so simple and it's the these are good pr- discipline practices. That's a
0: good challenge. It's like it's, it's much easier than quitting sugar for thirty days. So I recommend it. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> we
1: should do a little like mini challenge for our listeners. Everyone.
0: Yeah, we should. Actually, one of my favorite quotes is by Eckhart Tolle: "Is if not now, when?" Question mark. I love that. Oh, I love that. It's so much better. It's even when you're like, oh, should I call that person? Oh, I can call them tomorrow. Just do it now. Just get it done. Just get it done. So you you know You can just throw it off your list.
1: Just do it now. I sell real estate, which I've mentioned before. But sometimes when I'm going my sales calls, I'm like, I don't want to call them. I'm like, then take them off the list because you're not going to call them ever then. And I'm like, okay, I'll call them. (laughs) Like, it's just I have that like little inner conflict. Because it's like, if you're not going to do it now, then you're not going to do it. Another quick little tidbit, which I do if your place does start to get a little bit messy, you can do the five-minute cleanup.
0: Oh, So you okay. just
1: put a timer on for five minutes and see if you can get as much done as you can, and then just be done.
0: And what if you do that for a week? So a little bit over the course of a week, spend five, ten minutes dedicated to cleaning. Yeah, Think of the accomplishment you'll you'll have by Sunday. Well, that's
1: day. yeah, that's a full hour every week.
0: Yeah, so I think actually we we touched on everything, which is great. Um, you know what? Honestly, again, um, I would just say get rid of your knickknacks. That's like a big thing. Get rid of those little things that are sitting around your home that you don't use and that don't make you happy
1: and not only get rid of them but stop buying them like when you're out if you're going on a trip don't just buy a mug that says new york on it like you don't need a mug
0: you can remember in your head and you can take photos you do not need a mug that says new york unless you love it if you love it keep it
1: yeah that's true unless you love it but bring that to work (laughs) that's true
0: i guess so we want to close by by telling everybody um don't be, don't be scared of letting things go. I felt that for the past, I, w- I felt that the first month in. I'm like, oh, like, I'm getting rid of this. And, and today I'm like, oh, I'm happy I got rid of that. But you start to notice that you'll begin to care more about the items that you did decide to keep. Yeah. And I'm taking better care of those items. And I, like, I, I, like, know what they represent in my life. Um. It'll also like shift your like the way you see advertisements and the way you buy items. I find that like when I go into stores, I'm I'm not approaching the way I buy things like I used to. I'm 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 not buying at all basically. But and when I do, it's like I really need that or I or I really like that, and I know it's gonna contribute to the lifestyle that I wanna live.
1: Good. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Um another thing, we're going to be interviewing other minimalists soon too, which is so exciting cuz it's people who live their life this way have so many little tidbits or pieces of advice that cuz everyone's different and they can share a lot of insight into their lives. So, I'm really excited.
0: Totally. I'm so, so it's some tips and tricks and I'm so excited to Uh, incorporate a third person into these podcasts so um, we'll keep you posted on that and uh, just want to thank everybody for listening and uh, we'll talk to you soon thanks guys thanks guys